the secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code GLOW. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drahada, Dundalk and Cavan. We want you to challenge us for the best deal on a new Renault or Dacia in 2020. You can now inquire at blackstonemotors.ie. You're very welcome to Tuesday afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Don't forget the big prize all this week on Late Lunch Dubai for two return flights. Thanks to Emirates, a four-night stay at a luxury hotel. It's all brought to you by Globe Travel, Lawrence Street in Drogheda. All you have to do is text or WhatsApp us Globe Travel now to 086-1800-658. And if we call you, and there's hundreds of people in the hat at the moment, we're going to be picking randomly over the next couple of hours. You have to sing it. You know what it is? Fly me to Dubai. You must answer with that little song. And if you do, you're getting nearer the big prize. Now, this morning, Michael Reed on his show opened with the taxi driver who was shot in that awful incident on the Bridge of Peace in Drogheda last evening, John Miles. And if you missed it, we're returning to it on late lunch just after two o'clock today. So stay with us for that one. On the 18th of January 2018, Jackie Fox's world came crashing down. That's her own words. On that day, her 21-year-old daughter had enough of this world and took her own life. Now Mum Jackie is campaigning for a change in the law to deal with bullies both on and offline and she's on the line with me today. Jackie, good afternoon. Hi, Jerry. how are you? I'm very good, thank you so much for taking our call. For our listeners today, will you describe Nicole for us? What was she like? Nicole was, she was bubbly, she was funny, she had a great sense of humour, she was cheeky at times, don't get me wrong, and um, we had a mobile da- uh, home down in Wexford, and we used to spend all our time down there, you know, in the summer or midterm breaks at school. And um, she had lots of friends down in, in Wexford, and we used to go crab fishing and jumping off the pier and playing on the beach. And she was just a happy, ordinary child, like just full of life, loved life. And life was great until she was 18 years of age. Everything okay up to that point? And was she still at school at this stage or out of school? No, no, she was out of school then. 
And yeah, life was great. And when she turned 18, you know, she couldn't wait to go to her first nightclub and, you know, just experience uh, going out with, with people. And um, that's when everything went wrong. Very at first, um, at first uh, things were going good. And until she uh, befriended to certain people that who, who she thought was her friend. Um, Nicole was best friends with, with a boy and uh, these two girls liked the boy and the only way they could get closer to him was to make friends with Nicole. Um, then when things didn't turn out right with the boy, they, they turned on Nicole. Um, one of the girls um, is living in England now and has admitted that it was uh, true jealousy. That everything, everything started to, to uh, jealousy. So, a boy at the centre of this, girls involved, two other girls, and Nicole. This bullying was physical and really physical yeah. Uh, yeah. from the outset. Give us examples. What happened to her? Um, when when these two girls turned on Nicole, obviously they had to make. The, the crowd get bigger, they had to add other people into it, uh, people that Nicole didn't even know. They would, they put cigarette butts out on her feet, they pulled her down a flight of stairs in the nightclub by the hair, dragged her down by the hair down the flight of stairs, they knocked her so hard into the corner of the table, she dislocated her hip, she, she massive bruise on her. She would just put her drink on the table and then they'd they'd fling it off the table and just go, oh, sorry, I didn't mean that, you know. And then if she got up and and danced on the floor, they would make sure they'd dance beside her and instead of dancing, you know, they'd give her an elbow in the face or an elbow in the chest, you know, just on purpose, just to to hurt her. Um, Every time she went out, I would never go to bed. Um, You know, I, I, I was always scared of her going out and she only went out once a week. Um, but she would always, I'd always stay up and wait for that call and she, she would ring me. She could be down there for an hour, she could be down there for two hours, but she'd always ring me and say, Mam, Mam, quick, come and get me. And I'd have to fly down and get her. But, um, you know, all, all Nicole wanted to do was sing and dance and, you know, just, just be ordinary. But, um, they, they never let her do that. If any, any of the lads were talking to her, They'd go over and, you know, they'd be whispering things in their ear, saying nasty stuff and, you know, trying to get them. But the, the boys never turned on her. It was only one boy that turned on her and the rest were were all girls. But um, even when Nicole was going out, she, um, before she'd go out, she'd, she'd be getting, going upstairs, getting ready and um, she'd start throwing up in the toilet with nerves and then she'd get her makeup on and get ready and, She'd come down to the sitting room and she'd say, "Ma'am, take a picture of me." And she'd have a big smiley face um, taking a photograph, um, as if not, as if it wouldn't bother her. And I, I, I used to say to her, Nicole, just stay in. And she'd say, "Ma'am, why should I have to stay in? And um, you know, they're not going to get the better of me." Oh, she did. She went out and she had this fake mask on her, you know, and she'd smile and laugh and you know, pretend everything was, mm. was fine. And I, they they didn't like that either, obviously, you know, because they obviously thought they weren't getting to her. But um, they were getting to her. Um, and that, that was the physical. They also gave her um, a six-inch scar on her arm as well. 
But um, that was the physical abuse that went. Um, it was also online abuse. Um, in there was a lot of online abuse where they they would say to her, um, you know, uh, hang yourself, die, everyone hates you, go slit your wrist. They sent her videos of a noose of how to hang yourself. Um, they'd say to her, you know, nobody wants you. Uh, just constant, constant uh, nasty things on on online. But it would it, they they'd put it in a group chat. And, you know, they'd be all making a laugh of her and saying all these nasty things. But Nicole obviously wouldn't be involved in this group chat. So then they'd share it all. So by the time Nicole found out about it, you know, it would have been spread all spread yes. all around the place. Yes. Now, can I ask you this? Like, you knew this physical abuse was going on. And yeah. then you were aware as well of the online stuff. And, yeah. and she was as well. Yeah. Do you, do you feel at this stage maybe you should have intervened more? You should have pulled her out of the scenario. Did you go to the guards? Did you tell did. anybody? Yeah, I did. And I knew every one of their bullies. But it got bigger and bigger. Um, I went down to the guards um, and told them. They also made a fake page on on social media um, called Saoirse saying that they were going to beat Nicole up severely and put her on life support machine. We did go down to the guards and because... I, I would have made a statement, but because Nicole was 18, she had to make it. And um, first of all, the guard said that their hands were tied. They couldn't do anything about um, the online bullying. But then with the physical bullying, um, Nicole says, Mom, I can't make a statement because not only it was our life so bad then with, with, with physical and online abuse, she says, well, I'm going to be a rat as well. And... That's that's the way she felt about it, you know, ratting to yes. the guards. That would have made her life. Her life was turning into hell already, but that would have made it a billion times worse. Nicole took an overdose in in May 2015 um, because of these people. And she spent four days in um, Tala Hospital. Um, I thought that was my worst nightmare when she took the overdose. I thought, like, nothing else. Nothing worse could happen, um, but it did. Uh, she went to Cairns, to, um, and they, in Cairns they said, even though she was crying, a sobbing in Cairns, they said that it's all part of life. It's a stage. It's a phase you're going through, and you'll get over it. And um, as time went on, she didn't get over it. I used to have to say, "Come on, and we go." You know, it's for a walk to Bray or to Liffey Valley, or you know, trying to get her out of our room. Mm. And she stayed in her room a lot then, and that's where she starts self-harming herself. Um, she she cried every night going to bed, and I used to lie beside her, um, and we cried together. And things kept continuing to, and continuing, and she said to me, Mum, I don't want to, to be here anymore. I can't live anymore. And she said, the only reason why I can't die is because I don't want to leave you heartbroken. And but she felt that strong. Like we 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 had such a bond and like she was my best friend, you know, we were so close but even though she didn't want to be here anymore because of these people, and um, she, she was more concerned about leaving me heartbroken 
Now, tell me, tell me about the, the, beyond this. You, you, you're yeah. obviously then really concerned, and yeah. life goes on. You have to do what you have to do as well. She's at home. She's staying in. She's not going out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have to bring you to this day, the eighteenth of January, two years ago, uh, yeah. uh, in twenty eighteen. What happened mm-hmm. that day? Um, when you were saying life goes on and stuff and all, um, it it does to a certain extent, but my life kind of revolved around Nicole rather than the two boys because I was afraid. I was afraid the way she was going mm. downhill. On that day, um, I had... Oh, Nicole actually, about two two weeks before that, Nicole started coming out of herself. About three weeks before that, Nicole started coming out of herself. She seemed happier Um she started going out with my niece instead of, you know, and different people. And she felt a lot happier. And I thought it was a turning point. So I did let my guard down um, because she seemed to be happy. The day before the 18th, on the 17th, we went over to Liffey Valley and she bought a new dress to go out for the weekend and, and a new top because she didn't know which one she wanted to wear. And, you know, and I, I was happy for her. Um, then on the 18th, I... Left the house at 20 past three and brought my son to work and then went on to collect my 14-year-old from school. Unfortunately, we stopped off at the chipper and brought home chips for Nicole and her brother. And, so, you know, we kind of regret if we didn't if we didn't stop off at the chipper that day, you know, would it have changed? But So we, we left the house at 20 past three and we got home at 25 past four, half four. And myself and Lee walked in the door at the same time. And the, the first thing I seen when we came into the hall was a stepladder. And that's the first thing I seen, you know, for a split second. And I, I just thought for a second, we sat there. But then behind it, Nicole was hanging from the banisters. Uh, she had used the dog lead and the stepladder. And... Um, yeah, uh, we, I screamed and I screamed for Lee to help me to to help get her down. And um, Lee, being fourteen, he he ran up the stairs and he unhooked the the dog the dog lead. And I just screamed and screamed and I told Lee to go and get help. And I rang the the, the ambulance and I put him on speaker while I was doing um, CPR on her. And I she was lying on the floor and she was still warm and. I was begging her, begging her to, to not go, like, just to, to hold on that, you know, it's going to be all right. And I was rubbing her hair while and then do, kept doing CPR on her. And the ambulance came and she had um, a heart attack in the ambulance on the way down. And they they brought her back. So when she was in hospital, I'm going to say that we were so lucky to have two days in intensive care with her because I know... Some people don't have that opportunity to to be able to to say goodbye. And um, we were brought into a room, and a doctor said that um, she has extensive brain damage, and that uh, she's not coming home, and that um, her organs are going to start shutting down. And uh, that's what we were. That's what we were left with, and she was on the life support machine until the um, at five twenty six in the morning, on the Saturday morning, on the twentieth, um, 
her heart starts going erratic and um, you know I knew I only had minutes left with her and I thought the last minute or two that I had with her I said to her Nicole just go just let it go and I said I remember saying to her that no one no one can ever touch you anymore no one can ever hurt you and I told her how much I loved her loved her hair and then it was at 526 uh, she she passed away. Oh my God. Mm. This is just unthinkable, horrendous. How you how do you how do you cope every day, even though it's I two years on? I don't cope every day. It's a struggle. Every day is a struggle. Um, I've thought many times about going going to be with her, only for I know the devastation that's left behind that I can't do that on my family and, and my boys and um, getting up every morning is, is a struggle and um, just every day every day every minute I think of her um, although it's two years and her anniversary is coming up our anniversary is Monday two years this Monday coming up and um, it, it feels like it's only you know, a month or two since it's mm. happened. But it feels like a lifetime since I've seen her smile or, you know, just smell her or get her hugs. And every night she always said to me, like, Mam, I love you. And I, I'd always say, night, Coco Pops, I love you too. Now, you see that name, Coco Pops. That was her, her name, her nickname. You no, called her... Um, no, Coco was, yeah. Co- yeah Coco. Well, yeah, because my nine-month-old uh, when 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 Nicole was born, and uh, my nine-month-old nephew, and um, he could never say the name Nicole. He could only say Coco. <laughs> yes, and that's how that's how. But well, I just kind of extended it. Ah, lovely, lovely. Coco pop, Coco no. <laughs> this is significant because you have since this awful day in January and this awful time, you've made yeah. a decision and you want to turn an absolute devastating tragedy into something positive. You are campaigning for a change to the law in this country when it comes to bullying both on and offline and you want a new law enacted and I believe yeah. when it is they're going to call it, are they, Coco's Law? Yeah. Isn't <laughs> it's this... Actually, it's called, it's, it's Brendan Howland's Law and it's called um, the Harmful Harassment Communication Related Bill but also named as Coco's Law. So I went... Uh, at this. When Nicole passed in in January, um, the guards came back to me and said that it wasn't, it's not a criminal offence to annihilate, not bully. Bully is real. Like Katie Ward, they annihilated, they tormented her, they tortured her online. And the guards said that it's not a criminal offence. You can say anything you want to people online and there is no law, you know, to to prevent this because um, they didn't update technology when social media, you have yes. Facebook and um, Snapchat, Instagram Messenger, all them and nothing was updated um, Since 1997 Yeah, 1997 is, is the law that's there on the statute books at the moment, but you're worried yeah. you, you do know now, this was progressing through the doll, uh, you know the doll is being dissolved today and there's a general yeah. election announced for the 8th yeah. of February Does yeah. this set the law back a little? Right Um not necessarily. Um, I actually got an email off Brendan Howland the other day. It could have go, gone either way. Um, normally, when you have a legislation in or go, going through, um, if there's an election, yeah, it normally goes back to um, stage one again. 
at the moment it's in the, the Equality of Justice Committee in Stage 3, and that takes the longest, but once it gets out of Stage 3, um, 4 and 5, 6, they just speed up, they just come in really quick, so it's just getting it out of Stage 3. Okay. But I'm not really too concerned about the election because because nobody now has opposed the law, they've all agreed to it, it's been spoken about in the dawn many times, and um, Leo Fredgay even said they, they're, they're happy to fund it. Everyone is for it and no one's opposing it. So what's going to happen is two things can happen. One, it'll just go straight back up to stage three really quick and finish off where it started. Or the second option, which I hope would happen, but I don't, it's not going to, I don't think, is they'll... Um, Fly it through. They'll put it through quicker. Yeah, yeah. That's not going. That's gone. That's gone at this stage. But I am sure it has cross-party support from right across the house, and it will be priority. I'm sure when the new government is formed and sits, and you are doing something absolutely wonderful to be welcomed and necessary because it is the Wild West online at the minute and that has to stop. Can I ask you this? Those two girls you mentioned and others involved as well, you know them. Um, You've moved away from where you live. I want to tell listeners this. You now live in Wexford because of this. You have to get out of the scenario because there were people all around you who were involved in in this bullying in, in both online and offline. How do you feel towards those people? How do I feel? Oh, I don't think I can really say. Mm. How I I hate them. I hate them. I hate every one of them. I hate I hate the fact that they they're out every weekend enjoying themselves. I hate the fact that they had they had their Christmas. My life set in crime because I haven't gotten a call at Christmas or her birthdays and. I hate the fact that they're getting on with their lives and, um, you know, I just, even even when I was living up in St. and we were nearly prisoners in our own home because I couldn't go out, I couldn't go out anywhere and I couldn't let my sons go out either because they wanted to kill them, you know, and I, I, I couldn't go to any the, the the local shops if I wanted, you know, bread or milk or anything. I used to have to go from Kildare down to Tala just to go to the shop, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't see any of these people. Um, yes. If I just see them walking down and I was mm. driving, would I rev the car and hit them? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't know. Mm, look, I, 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 yeah, I would have. I, I have to say to you that. You know, people are listening to you today and it's understandable how you feel. And I, I, I honestly believe I would feel the same way myself. I have to put my cards on the table here. I, and, and, you know, they talk about forgiveness and, and all this type of thing. But it is, it, it, it's, it's near nigh impossible. Here's the thing I, I want to, because we'll be finishing shortly, I want to ask you. Coco's Law, and I will say it again, that's what it will be known as, Nicole, in yeah. memory of Nicole. Are these people, can these people still be followed at this stage under new legislation? I'm not sure. I have to wait and see what what way that goes. Yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure. And um, yeah, there's a, 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 a big possibility, but I, I I don't want to say yet because I'm, I'm not sure. Yes, not you sure you, you would you would like that to be the case. I take it, of course. Oh, yeah. Yes, oh, that yeah. would be Definitely that would be yeah. the the one hundred percent outcome mm-hmm. for you. But when it is enacted anyway, from now on. A marker is laid down here for everybody, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. for everybody that this mm-hmm. is just absolutely, 
totally wrong. It's but oh Terry, my. it's not only it's not only Nicole. It's happening all the time now. It's like a, 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 every time you you go on to the the Facebook or um, yeah. in the papers or whatever, it's happening so much. And um, the amount of people that are are getting destroyed, and it's not even even Nicole's law. This isn't only about kids. This is bullying in the workplace as well, which happens. You know, an awful lot as well. So it's 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 it'll cover um, people in the workplace. But I know I know there's about six or seven different laws going to be in Coco's law. I don't know because it's I I only have the draft and it's not the it's not done up yet. I don't know exactly what's going to be in it. But I know another thing that's going to be in it is that revenge porn, where you know when a, a boy and girl is going out together yes. and they're taking pictures and all. That's not against the law. That boy or that girl can put up those pictures on social media and nothing can be done about it because it's not against the law. But I know that's definitely one of the laws that you can be charged if you put up, um, okay. you know, um, yeah. pictures that, that yeah, you yeah. And, and, and we hear what you're saying and that, that is good and proper and there are other aspects yeah. to this as well we yeah. won't we won't drill down into it but look I want to yeah. say thank you to you for coming on yeah, late lunch with me today you. and telling what must be the most difficult story we're getting huge reaction from our listeners and I'll read those comments as we go on through the show keep them coming to us 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text Jackie we think of you yeah. and your sons and your family coming to yeah, the 18th I, of January can I just say can I just say real quick? Um, I have a petition going on, and um, my daughter's page is "Let's Bring in Coco's Law." Yep. And I have a petition going there where we need twenty thousand signatures to go into the doll. And um, where it, once you have twenty thousand sig- signatures on the petition, they have to raise. They have to raise the, okay. the topic again. Now I have got more than twenty thousand, but obviously the more the more the merrier. Thing that, yeah, you know it, it looks a lot better. So any of your your listeners, um, if you can go on to. Um, let's bring in Coco's Law. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now, folks. Don't wait. Don't hang back. Let's bring in Coco's Law. Jackie, have to leave it there. God bless you. Yeah. Thanks a million. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hello? Hello? Who's this? Who's this? It's Louise. Louise! It's Jerry Kelly from Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Sugar. Ah, <laughs> sugar is right, Louise. Sugar, it's too late to sing it now, isn't uh, it? Well, if you want to sing it for me now, sing it, but it's too late. Too late. Sugar. Ah, oh, Louise, you know the drill. You must answer with the little song, Fly Me to Dubai, and you didn't, and that hello. And I'd love to put you forward to the next stage. But Louise, no sorry, it's not your day today. Thank you for entering the competition and Thank I wish you. you well. Thank you, Derek. Bye-bye. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. 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 Folks, the first call today in the competition. You know what you got to do. Fly me to Dubai. you got to sing it as soon as the phone rings and you answer. you got to sing those words. More calls to some of you to come later on in the show. Now, last evening on the Bridge of Peace in Drogheda... A taxi driver had a real lucky escape. He was taking a fare uh, from one side of Drogheda to the other when his car was intercepted 
and what followed was simply shocking. John Miles is lucky to be alive, but this morning, straight from the hospital, he arrived here at LMFM Radio and he spoke to our Michael Reed. And we're going to listen to an excerpt from that interview now again, in case you missed it this morning. And Michael has just uh, spoken to John and asked him to tell him what actually happened when the shots were fired. Down through, in one way and out the other way. Lucky enough it didn't lodge in me back. If I had I went a little before, I would have been paralysed for the rest of my life. If I hadn't atoned, I would have been killed. My kids would have been... Mm. Would have been... Uh, Orphaned. Mm. Would have been... Planning my funeral. Mm, yeah. Because people like that... Uh, uh, like, Where do you think you can go along and shoot people for what? Like, I done nothing wrong on anybody. I picked up a lad... And I end up getting shot where he gets out like a coward he is and ran. And it's me that's shot and it's me that's mm. suffered now. And it's me that has explained to my kids what happened and how it happened. Mm. And my daughter won't even go to school now. She's at home now she won't go to school. Because she's panicking. Mm. So what do you do after that? Where do you go after that? Well, these things you can do with you, like Wendy, like the people. And my natural reaction by torn and saved my life here today I'm sitting here today because of that if I didn't horn I would have been paralysed I would have been killed because they thought it was great to go along and shoot mm. somebody but I nothing got to do with and I want to clear my name as well because I've been accused of stuff I didn't do and I can prove that to anybody that's willing to listen to me because I didn't do anything wrong I picked up a fair done my work and get shot for People on the internet are, are accusing you of accusing being involved me. in accusing drugs. Me in, in drugs, being mm. involved in drugs, which I never had. Mm. I never done in my life. I wouldn't allow it. And I'm being accused of it. Mm. It's the problem with the internet. People can say whatever they want without checking their facts or looking into it or say making things up if they want. Yeah. Mm. But while they're making that mm. hope, that's other people's livelihood they're dealing with. Yeah. It's, their, it's them that deal with it. It's, it's, it's me the hoard, and it's mm. anyone else the hoard, and you do it. They don't think. Mm. And it's about time they start thinking because at the end of the day, like I say, keep saying, I didn't do anything wrong on anybody. Mm. I was out doing my day's work, and that was it. And I ended up getting, getting shot for doing a day's work. And only for the guards who were there so quick. They were there within 10 seconds of it happening. And the ambulance there, I think, two or three minutes after that. What happened? You, you, you'd you picked up a fare, you'd a, a man in the back and a woman in the front, I think, and the, you were on the Bridge of Peace at 20 past six. I was on the Bridge of Peace at 20 past six and a car cut me off. And before I know it, I'm looking to my left side and there's a gun pointed in the wind at me. There's two lanes of traffic. You're heading north, is that right? Yeah. Uh, and a car came on your left-hand side and cut across you, was it? Cut across me. And made you stop? Made me stop. I thought it was somebody that was just doing the usual to go across the train and overtake traffic. And I blew the heart on. And before I knew it, it was a lad pointing the gun. And he had got out of that car, did he? He got out of that car, yeah. And he was pointing the gun? Pointing the gun. So he walked up to you? He got out of the car and walked up to you? Walked up to the intended lad that was being shot. And because I was sitting there driving my car, and he was in the front of the car, we pointing at I don't want to know who done it. I don't care who done it. At this stage of my, I don't, I don't really care who done it. But, but they were pointing at him to do it. 
he was getting, and that was it, because he scoured out across me and ran as me that got it, because mm. I couldn't get my seatbelt off quick enough to get out. So because I turned, it was me that got it on the back, and lucky enough, it went in and back out again. It didn't stay in and it didn't lodge in me. And it was, if I had of, mm. like I said, I wouldn't be here today. Was he wearing a mask? Oh, well covered up. Mm. Well covered up. Covered up. Hurry, mm. mask, the whole lot. Well covered up. Coward he is. Mm. And it was a, a pistol, was it? Pistol, yeah. Black pistol. Pointing at me. Mm. When you hear people talking about looking down the barrel of a gun, not many of us can testify to what happened. Not many of us can sit here and yeah. say, and thank God the guards are trying to get me to settle down and sit down and I wouldn't because it was too interesting ringing me kids telling me the mother I didn't want time hearing second hand information and because I was on the phone to them and I was on the phone to my brother and all that and the guys got me to sit down and relax that's when it hit me then that's when I started mm. but before that I, nothing was hit me I was out well I, I just couldn't mm. I wanted to let I wanted to tell them themselves I wanted to say it to themselves when the masked man approached you though pointing a gun at you what did you think did you think this is this or I didn't know what to think he was pointing at who he was pointing at and because he scoured across me to get out of the car it started going towards me because they were getting obviously going for him and getting him and because he crossed me it was aiming towards me because I didn't think he just pulled and that was it mm. they didn't think I'd be on the other end of them when you see that point that you, I don't want to know anybody just stop it all like, it's, it's enough it's enough mm. how much more is it? what did you want to do kill someone that didn't do it and the bullets came through the window straight through the window and then it was only one bullet it was only one because it was through like I said the paste in through me back out back out me back so mm. I'm here to tell the tale thank God <laughs> <laughs> it's some tale yeah. it's some tale to yeah. tell but mm-hmm. to be able to tell it like I said like to be able to say it to hear it tell the tale mm. my kids aren't making arrangements and my daughter ringing me all night and his owners they're all over the place now at the minute but mm. we'll be grand we'll get over we'll be grand we'll I have a good family out there, so... Yeah. You, you, you heard the bangs and then you felt something like that. I heard the bangs yeah. and... Mm. At that stage, I could get the belt off because it was only me in the car. Mm. And when I stood up, the guards had come up. I was still standing talking on the phone and the guards had come up. And I just... See, it was running with shots. So, yeah, me. And I could feel the heat come down my back and down mm. my body. Mm. And I knew then... That was it. You're remarkably well, I mean, to look at you. Yeah. uh, I'm sure uh, you have wounds underneath your shirt uh, that I can't see, but to look at you, you look uh, perfectly well. But you must have thought, uh, I'm in big trouble here, I could die, I could be paralysed, God knows. I didn't know what to think. I I honestly didn't know what to think. All that was through my head was the kids that didn't. I didn't didn't want to think anything else. That was just being honest. I didn't want to think anything else. Just my kids is all I was thinking. Mm. And what... What would happen then? Like, you know, that, that's all I was thinking. Mm. I didn't think of anything else. I didn't worry about anything else. I didn't care about my car. I didn't. I didn't care. I didn't. Didn't bother. I didn't even 
Det første time var utrolig vigtigt. Mm. Og det er nu alt, hvor der er sådan en forhold, og det var der med her, den second-hand information, og having them panicking, and they wanted to come up to me, and I wouldn't let them come up to me. I said, no, you can't come near me. I don't want you to see me like this. Just stay away. I'll keep in touch with you on the phone, through mm. your mother. And I didn't want to let them see me, so sort of coming out to me now this morning, thank God. Mm. And the way people are writing about you on the internet, saying that it's you're... wrong. It's totally wrong. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's insult to injury and very it bad is. injury, gunshot injury. It is, yeah, yeah, and it's an insult to me, like... Yeah, and your family. At the end of the day, that, like, I have to think of them now. They're, they're my problem now. I have to think what's going to happen now, who's going to say to them and what way they're going to react to it. Mm. And thank God they're two good kids. Like, they won't they take that with a pinch of salt. But thank God for that. But it's still not as me that has to make sure they're okay and make sure they're, they're like it's me that has to go down there and arrange stuff with them mm. to get somebody to talk to them and it's me that has to do all this now to try and get them over this even though I'm I'll be grand once they're okay mm. <laughs> uh, what did the hospital say to you before you left or did you discharge yourself no, or did no, they discharge you there's, yeah. nothing, mm-hmm. there's nothing more they can do for me because it didn't everything has showed up real clear and everything right. showed up perfect mm. And they couldn't do. They could not do any more than what they done. They were amazing. They were, when I went in there, they were waiting for me. When I was straight in, like I said, even the guards were there. Within seconds, the guards were there. Within literally within seconds, the guards mm. were there. And I think I got ticked with poor Andrew. <laughs> he rang me this morning, but he, he said, "Just take care of yourself." I think I got ticked with him last night, but he said, "Don't worry, about it. As long as you're okay. <laughs> the superintendent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Lovely man. A lovely man. Mm. No, he's. He was now he mm. and he rang he rang me this morning straight away to see how I was and mm. and the, the, the hospital couldn't do more than enough they couldn't do more than enough. It's actually the most ironic part of it is that you were directly across from the guard station. Yeah, uh, I mean as the crow flies, you're you're looking through the windows at the guard station from. I was looking at, yeah, at the bridge yeah, yeah. across. I mean yeah. the phone to me to me kids' mother. Mm. I mean the phone. Tell her, she says, No, you're telling me, I'm not like, I'm looking at them and I'm looking at the guards mm. around in the van, I'm looking across, I'm looking everywhere and realizing then what happened to me. Then mm. I'm saying, Jeezly. And it says an awful lot about the nerve of these people. It also uh, explains why the guards were there in 10 seconds, as y- y- you said. Uh, but it says an awful lot about the nerve of these people that they would do this, that they would shoot somebody, uh, whether it's an unintended victim like yourself, but to shoot anybody uh, in front of a, a guard station or across the road from a guard station, if you like. Uh, and at that time of the day, 20 past six on the Bridge of Peace, I take it the traffic was bumper to bumper. How did they get away? I don't know. I don't know how they got away. I don't know, and that's that's that's. I, mm. I, I can't. I don't know. Yeah. Like to do what, you know, to do what he done. Like at the end of the day, have the nerve to do it. Yeah, but you like, obviously they were watching. Obviously mm. they were watching him being picked up. Mm. I knew he wasn't being picked up by any Joe. So, but the taxi man, like, yeah, you know, we're out there doing a day's work. Mm. It was not one thing; it's another. And that, as a taxi man, I suppose that's what I'm saying to you, John. I mean, you know the Bridge of Peace better than anybody at yeah. that hour of the day. You don't move very no, quickly because there's cars There's cars in your way. Yeah, it's bumper to bumper. Yeah. It's bumper to bumper. It's hard enough job mm. doing it. Unless they went up on the footpath or something, it's hard to imagine. They cut me off. Yeah, yeah. They cut me off. Yeah, and that probably gave a, a, a clear line because the traffic couldn't pass you or them for that matter. They cut me off and to get out and point the gun and people walking down the footpath... Mm. When I got out, there was people walking in the foot, but running over to see was he okay. 
and a, and a young man come running up the footpath. Where if he had it come across, he could have got it. Because when, when they pointed at me, hmm. at the target, as the fella said, but obviously I got the other end of it. But when they pointed at hmm. him and didn't think twice, like they had a point and then coved over the, towards him. Hmm. And he cowered out across me. And But they could have got, there was innocent people walking up that footpath. There was people walking down the footpath. Hmm. Could have got it. Could have got anything, could have got it. Oh, and all of the other cars, I mean, the bullets yeah. can ricochet and all of yeah. that. Yeah, it could have got, there was a car behind yeah. me, there was a car in front of me, there was cars coming down, the opposite side. I was going to turn out onto the opposite side and said, no, take, uh, quick thinking again, if I turn out there, I'm going to cause an accident somewhere else. Hmm. So I just said, no, I'll just take the blunt of it, hope for the best. Hmm. And I'm here to say today, I'm here today to, to tell the story, but someone else mightn't be. Yes, John Miles there speaking to Michael Reed earlier today. A very, very lucky man. I've said it before on this show uh, since this feud kicked off. Enough is enough. I say it again. An innocent man went within a whisker of losing his life last night and anybody in that area could have as well. Is there no regard for life? Do they not care? It's shocking, isn't it, really? But the one message I think that has to go out and it's going out from the Guardian and everybody... They ain't going to win in this. There's only going to be one winners in this, and that's justice and the law and law-abiding people. Late Lunch, LMFM Radio. Stay with us. Short break. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. We want you to challenge us for the best deal on a new Renault or Dacia in 2020. You can now inquire at blackstonemotors.ie. Yes, I'll say it again. Congratulations to Amy Rigney from Trim, who was awarded a High Achiever Award from the Royal Irish Academy of Music today. The phone's ringing. Fly me to Dubai. <laughs> who is this? Gerard Flynn. How are you keeping? None of other. Was that you singing it? It was, yeah. I'm here in the supermarket. You're having a note in your head, have you? <laughs> <laughs> Did he sing it, Louise? Did he sing it? Mara Louise is listening there hard. Can we let him in? Did he sing it? Has he? Has he? What do you think? Did he oh, do his... He said this. Maybe he can't sing, and that that is him singing. Is that you singing? Is that you actually yeah. singing it, Jared? Yeah, singing in a supermarket. Oh. <laughs> well, listen, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt. You're in a supermarket, and we rank. What's your second name, by the way? Um, Flynn. And where are you from, Jared? In um, Carlingford. Carlingford in County Loud. Have you ever been to the Middle East? Uh, no. This would be a first for you. Would you love this? Would you love the return flights and the four-night stay? Oh, yes, yes. I would, yeah. Anyway, we think you're in. We think you're we in. We just have to clarify We have that. to clarify that, so we will, with the judges and that. You're supposed to sing it. You know you're supposed to sing it, so I'll have you to go to... It, ha- it has to go to the independent judging panel. We'll come back to you. You did give us the words, but whether you sang it or not, we'll have to hand it to them and listen back to you. We'll be in touch with you, Jared. Is that all right? That's okay, no problem. God bless you. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. God, we have to make a call on that one now. We're going to have to listen back to that, Louise. Yeah. We can't say he's definitively in no, yet. because we can't set a precedent. Yes, you have to sing it. You it. have to sing it. You know what I mean? And I, I'm being told in my earpiece here as well from upstairs that we have to look at that again. It's VAR. It's VAR on the competition. It's We're going VAR. To, 
What's VAR? What planet are you living on? The soccer world is going mad. You know the replays? They okay. have to look at the replays. Right. Was it offside or not offside? Mm. Was it over the line or not over the line? <laughs> Did he sing or didn't he sing? Do you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. Okay, so we're going to look at that again. We can't say he's definitely mm. in. We're going to talk about it to the... And we have people who will look at this for us and we will let Jared know if he's in. We'll be ringing more people. You must sing it. Honestly, yeah, I have, have to, to say... Sing it. And I think now when I, when I sit here, I think yeah. about it, probably wasn't so no. do you know what I mean being really strict on, on the laws of the competition so it's not looking good for Jared so if we ring you later on you must sing fly me to Dubai no matter if you're in the toilet the dentist the supermarket <laughs> it doesn't matter you have to sing it for us anyways getting serious earlier on in the show back to a very serious matter Jackie Fox talking to us about her beautiful daughter Nicole who I, I find it even very hard to say. On the 18th of January, two years ago, ended her own life. You have comments there, Louise. I have uh, comments in, just some of them from WhatsApp. Uh, Carolyn Navin said, oh my God, I'm crying listening to that woman. She's so brave. Uh, and another comment said, God bless that poor woman losing her beautiful daughter. Shame on those who tortured Nicole to her death. Our health service needs to improve. How dare they say it was just a phase. Well done for sharing your heartbreaking story. Uh, more uh, messages they've just piled into us following that interview at the top of the show what an awful story in tears says John and Navin uh, there needs to be a law brought in and that's what this was all about that interview I have to say to you PJ uh, to punish the bullies uh, really punish them with a really severe sentence because they're going out to do it with intent says PJ uh, Jerry, I was bullied all my life as a child and a teenager I'm thankful I never had a mobile phone so it couldn't follow Follow me everywhere and online. Is it me or does it seem to affect girls more? What's wrong with the people that do this? That's a comment from a listener today. Jerry, my heart's broken listening to Jackie speak to you this afternoon. Oh God, I pray for her and her family, says Paddy. Uh, another one there saying the same thing from Marie. God help her. And another one. Finally, uh, my pet name was Bosco. I grew up in Mead without any friends. I wasn't born in Mead. I'm a Westie. Uh, I went to school in Mead. The girls used to run away and leave me on my own. I had to repeat my exams in the early 80s. Uh, I passed them all. But uh, no one ever really wanted to know me. They seemed to hate me. I got it hard to get a job. I was turned down, but I'm still here, Jerry. Thank you indeed for that message. Late lunch, LMFM Radio. Roger Yates is with us shortly. He's one of Ireland's foremost vegans. He's one of Ireland's foremost vegans who may have once been regarded as a crank. Not today, as the vegan message and philosophy gradually moves more mainstream. So is Roger Yates feeling justified, holding the moral high ground, and feel like reminding us, I told you so? You're welcome back to Late Lunch, Roger. Yeah, it's great to be back and... uh yeah, thanks. How are thanks you feeling? Are, are you feeling like that? Am I right I'm fine, or yeah, I'm, I'm on my, um, I'm in 41 years now, so this is my 41th year <laughs> of veganism. So, uh, yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling grand, and uh, you are right, you know, we're, you know, in social movement uh, theory terms, you know, I'm a sociologist as well, obviously, uh, it's kind of movement takeoff time. So that's what's kind of happening. Are you seeing it on the ground in a practical sense? Oh, yeah, sense? on the street we're seeing it, you know. Um, I think the last time I spoke to you, we talked about people being vegan curious. It, it, there's even more so now. And also, you've got all these big bus adverts now. You've got Go Vegan World, which is a campaign thing. But you now you've got finger-licking vegan going around. You've got, you know, It's Here, the vegan sausage roll. So, you know, all the, all the, all the kind of big fast food 
uh, chains, they're kind of cashing in. I they are. I yeah. just see a habit of my notes here. McDonald's and Burger King in particular yeah. are preparing a lot more along these lines. So mm. s- they see this shift as well. What's driving it? I- I'm just thinking, is there one factor or a number, do you believe? Yeah, there's an, a number. Our our issue has always been ethics. And so when whenever we get the chance, we st- steer a conversation towards that. But people come for all kinds of reasons. And uh, obviously the environment is a big factor now, you know, and... Uh, a lot of people have seen uh, films like Cowspiracy, for example. And so, you know, and another another one now is Game Changers. I don't know if you know that. It's kind of like, you know, the bodybuilders and all that. Yes. Yeah. And so that's like an in now to veganism. So we've we kind of got a lot of different kind of entry points now. Our job, we, f- we feel anyway, as Vegan Information Project, is to steer them towards the ethics because we do know that the research says that ethical vegans stay vegan. The other ones are a bit more wobbly, and so we, we tend to want people to stay vegan, obviously. Yeah, I had three things written on my notes. Health, the planet, and animal welfare, which is what you're just talking about. It's more just animal rights, so you see. Rights yeah. than welfare yeah, you're talking right. about. Okay. Um, there's a proliferation as well. This hasn't been lost in you. Have TV programmes at the start of the new year. Channel 4 have had some mm. real hard-hitting ones as well. I've been following Veganville. Yeah. on BBC. It's on again tonight, folks, by the way, round about 10 o'clock if you want to watch it. And in case you haven't seen it, it's about a group of people who go to Merthyr, uh, the town of Merthyr in Wales, Wales yeah. to bring the message there. Have you watched it? Yeah, I've seen uh, most of it, I think. But it's, it's a real kind of mix of people, though, as well. There, there is like a bodybuilder there, there's an activist, and then there's more kind of mainstream people, I suppose. So it's interesting to see the kind of interaction between them as well as them and the public, isn't yes, it? Yes, that yeah. is the story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They remind me of Jehovah's Witness when they came oh, to Ireland yeah. first. You know the way oh, they right. knocked on the doors and went round and yeah, well, that talked to that people. Wouldn't, that wouldn't be great, really. I mean, we, we tend to what we do. What we do is let, let people come to us. Okay, and so you know that's the best way of doing it, I think. But um, there you go. Yeah, no, they're out campaign, and in fairness to them, that's one aspect of it. They have they set up a shop in Merthyr as well in the centre. They got a, a rented a unit for a month there as well, and and there's a number of programs in this series. There's number two tonight mm. to see how they're getting on. And they're they might working. Be about four, I think. Yeah, yeah, mm. they're working on it. So, so you know, as I said in the introduction, would you ever believe that? you know, this day would happen? Or did you always believe it from 40 years ago? <laughs> that's a good question because it's kind of... It'd be glib to say I knew it was going to happen. I mean, it was obviously a hope thing. Um, I mean, I suppose that's the reason you continue, though, because you think it's, it's going to happen. You know, people say, do you think there'll be a vegan world? And, of course, it's still a legitimate question now. And, and I still believe it, that it could be, you know. And um, I'm really interested in the values of the pioneers of the movement. And they were very optimistic. And so I thought, well, I should be optimistic as well. You know, and whenever I was having a kind of downtime thinking, well, you know, what if you're wrong? You know, my issues were, well, what if I am wrong? So carry on in case I'm wrong, you know. So, you know, depression shouldn't come into it, as it were, you know. Mm -hmm. So you've got to kind of, if you're in a social movement, you really need to be optimistic, I think. You've been writing our, a series of articles, uh, uh, which mm. I've seen, uh, about the founders of the movement and going back as well. What about this idea of veganuary for January? Veganuary. Vega- so, yeah. Oh, my God. Even I got the pronunciation <laughs> wrong. Say that to me again. Veganuary. Veganuary. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah, it isn't easy to say, though, is it? I'm, no, no. I'll yeah. leave it with you. You're yeah. doing well there. You're doing a good job. You have for 40-odd years, so yeah. why should I change anything? Do you want to say it again? <laughs> <laughs> Once more. Go on. Yeah. Veganuary. Veganuary. That's good. So, the, so what's 
what's the idea in this to to well it's an interesting one it's kind of like you know um try it try it for a month the thing is though really to be honest they're they're it's kind of misnamed in a way because it's kind of like try plant-based for a month and then at the end of that you might end up being kind of turned on to vegan philosophy so there is that there's also the kind of new year's resolution part of it which i'm not so keen on personally so um it's an interesting one and i suppose people think well you know people all the excess of christmas and all that rest. and then they thought well why don't we try vegan the, the problem with that is that it does kind of like point people towards vegans and being a diet which it's not you know and so we, we've got re- reservations in other words yeah mm, because it, it is a way of life now i i have lots of listeners in the farming community who are yeah. listening today and they're hopping yeah. up and down they've probably switched off at this stage i hope they haven't i really hope they haven't but look at i but, but we, we like the farmers you know i mean like we we want we want to work with the farmers and th- there are some new initiatives now th- there are some people in the vegan information project who want to look at the uh, the issue of uh, subsidies you know i mean farm farming is heavily subsidized now the thing is it's interesting you know i'm english obviously but it's interesting talking to the irish farmers about subsidies they're a little bit shy to talk about it i mean your listeners will probably be able to have an angle on this but it used to be called the farmer's doll i don't know if you you know that. i've heard it described as that in the past yeah yeah okay well so in that sense you know a lot of people come up to us and they and and they'll talk about subsidies and a lot of them will kind of say i refuse my subsidies or i don't get them or i only get small ones so they don't want to talk openly about it what we want to do is switch the subsidies to plant agriculture and so help them to transition so farmers are not going to kind of lose out financially so i think we're going to probably need to start working with the european union on this and to start looking at the the way the subsidies think i mean i i to be honest, I don't really know how the subsidies mm, thing works. Mm. You know. Oh, look, it's complicated and, and mm. it has enabled people to uh, get a livelihood from it. And, you know, they're mm. there and if they're there, they're to be availed of as well. And, and there have been criticism of them. There's a lot of, of controversy, them. though, yeah, you know. Oh, yes, you know? yes. Oh, I mean, in England, yeah. you know, the farmers were kind of subsidised to put mm. hedgerows in and then they were subsidised to take them back out again, mm. you know, that kind so of look thing. So, look, you know, in the past we've stored mountains of butter and, you yeah. know, when we didn't need it and, and things like that. There are many downsides to it. There are pluses, I have to say as well so what you're saying to farmers today is it's not the end of the road for farming but a particular type of farming yeah um, in fact um, in a vegan world there would be more farmers in fact there'd be more people on the land but the, i think the ones that may be threatened by veganism are, are the mega farmers you know the, the big ones um and so i think that it would go more back to say like a small holding situation small to medium-sized farm farms small holding and then it might even go back to that kind of situation if you think back to say the states in the 50s where it was very communal and the farmers used to get together like as a co-op and they would go around and kind of do each other's crops and you know they would they would help each other and all that it was once like that here well yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really was but, I, mean, I can remember the day yeah well i mean that would be great if it, if that happened you know mm. because it would be much more communal and it would probably bring back the heart to these kind of commuter belt kind of places, you know. You do know that, uh, you know, in, in Irish terms, that agriculture is very important. It's the backbone. We do an awful lot of exporting to Britain and the rest of the world mm. as well. And that our beef and our sheep and our pigs and our chickens and everything are a huge part of that. Now, yeah. that's not they're, going to change yours, overnight. Though, Jerry. <laughs> I, I understand that. <laughs> If they but were, you know, they'd be well cared for with me, I could assure you that. But here's the thing. 
you, you understand the economics of this as well. And and that's a huge matter, you know, for, yes. for a country like Ireland. Mm. How do you transition that? Do you agree that it would be over a quite a long time frame? Well, I mean, obviously, from our point of view, it would be the short, shortest time uh, frame possible, but then we would be questioned of then looking at what's possible, mm. you know, because obviously, I mean, we understand, you know, t- turning any kind of juggernaut around, it's going to take time. It's a question of, um, you know, how it's done, you know, what the mechanisms are. We we kind of really need to understand the system and then we can reform it. You know, Go Vegan World are doing the same, you know. They're, they're kind of saying to people, you know, and obviously you know Sandra because... I know her well. Yeah, you've interviewed her. But yes. they're, they're saying, you know, farmers should not be frightened of vegans, you know, because veganism is not opposed to farming. It's just that there's certain practices that we, we don't like mm. because they violate rights. Oh, well, that, that, that she was, uh, she's been in a debate on another radio station with the IFA in recent days as yeah, well. And I, that, you, yeah. know, you, yeah, yeah. you know all about yeah, that. Yeah. We'll have to catch up with her as well shortly. Stay with us on Late Lunch. Roger Yates is here, but he's brought a very special guest room today. And we're going <laughs> to meet her after the break. Jennifer Faust is here and we're going to chat in a couple of moments. Say what you like, vegetarian, vegan, it certainly is moving centre stage in the world. Roger Yates is with us this afternoon. We've been talking and he's brought a lovely guest along with him. Jennifer Faust, you're very welcome to Late Lunch. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for joining me. Hi. Tell me your story. How long are you vegan? Um, I'm just coming up to two years now as a vegan. And why did you decide? Were you vegetarian beforehand? No, no. I kind of just like did some like research on it and like I watched some like videos and I started to realise that the animals that I used to eat in burgers and, you know, cows, uh, uh, pigs and chickens, like I realised that that they have that they are alive beings on the planet and, you know, it just it started to make me feel like horrible to take their lives for me to eat them when I don't need to. So it was a real ethical dilemma yeah, for you. Of, yeah, oh yeah, and it still is. And like I kind of had a awakening to it that like, oh my god, I don't need to do this anymore, you know? So why why continue this mass slaughter of billions of animals every second? <laughs> like and did you just go cold turkey? I should, probably shouldn't yeah, even say a, turkey yeah. in that. Did you, just, did you just decide one day, bang, yeah. that's it? Yeah, yeah. I ju- well, I mean, I kind of cut, cut down a bit and then yeah. I sort of just um, found other options and um, realised I actually felt so much better. Like in myself, I felt I didn't feel as heavy when I had like a meal because, mm. you know, all dairy is very, very heavy and eggs and meat. It's so heavy for your system. And yeah, I just like realized that, oh, my God, I actually feel so much better. And I also feel so much better because I'm not eating and killing animals because that's so that's it was the a win win all the way yeah. for you on, on many aspects. Now, here's the thing. Did you miss it? The meat? Yeah. Oh, God, no. Not no, at all. No, 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 no. Do you eat replacements? Um, you know, you know... Yeah, like... Uh, you know the honest, way there's burgers now and they're vegetarian or vegan burgers yeah. and they taste great. They say, I haven't tried them myself. Do you go for things like that or meat replacement that's vegan? Um, I I personally, I'm, I'm not too bothered to be kind of looking for, for too many replacements, really. Like, okay. personally. I know there's right. vegans that, that do like that, but... No, I I just replace it with like plant foods, like you know, like lentils. So mm, instead of mm, instead come of on, meat, Roger. yeah, yeah, we tend to go in in uh, when they come out and they're all coming out, you know, fairly kind of rapidly now. We tend to get them just to try them, yeah. so we can talk about them. More. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it's to introduce. I'm not yeah. really into kind of fast food anymore, anyway. Okay. So that yeah. like that's just a personal thing, you know. So you live on vegetables, uh, yeah, per, beans, uh, nuts. 
all that type of stuff. Do you yeah. drink milk? Do you drink a type of milk that's a vegan? Is there a vegan uh, friendly soy milk? Soy oh, milk? there's loads. Loads of those. But there's, I mean, I drink yeah. soy milk, but there's oat milk, there's almond milk, there's... Mm. Um, Oh God, there's loads. Rice milk. Rice milk. Yeah, so there's yeah. any amount, oh, yeah, any amount of loads, that there yeah. at all replacement. And do you need to take I, supplements or anything for? Um, I just take. I some have to say, you B12. both look very healthy. Oh, you know. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I just take a little bit of B12 now mm. and then. Um, just going by like what you're recommended to do. Mm. But then again, I actually believe everyone should take B12. You know, because I, because I know a lot of people who are who actually need to take iron and B12 supplements who aren't vegan. Yes. You know, yeah. like loads of people. Mm. So, What yeah. about friends and family and that when you said, I, Jennifer Faust, am <laughs> beginning this crusade as a vegan in life. What was the reaction? Uh, they like, loved it. Didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> don't mind him. Yeah. Don't let Roger answer for you. You answer for yourself. Um, yeah, well, um, my family are... Yeah, like they're pretty okay with it. They're yeah, not. Yeah. They're not really. Yeah. They don't really. Uh, like I don't think they really mind that much yes. what I do. But you did um, it, and they accepted yeah, in the way. Yeah, you they accepted. Simple thank, as that. Yeah, and do thankfully. they look after you? If you're invited for a meal, you know, to and do people are yeah. they conscious to they, they, look they, after? Yeah, they, they, they had a vegan yeah. Christmas, didn't they? Yeah, did you? That's right, a vegan Christmas, and they made like a um, nut roast, and you have all like the gravy and everything. So yes. So it's actually very much the same as okay. if you had meat, mm. you know. Mm. But it's just that no one has to die for it. Yeah. So well, you know, <laughs> like it's, big. and I, I know people don't like hearing those words. Now hold on a second, you brought me in. He's trying to convert me. He's <laughs> always tried to convert me. This Roger Yates when he arrives. It's terrible. <laughs> you brought me some cheese. Yeah. Okay. You brought me treats here. What are these? <laughs> Little hazelnut bars. There for there for after. And we're going to keep those. But in the bag here. And I get the waft from this. I'm yeah. really attracted to this. What is this? So that's a, that's a vegan sausage roll. Can I have a little bite from, here on here? Apple Green uh, Garage. The one that have the bakery written on it. It's called the Bakewell. That's what oh, the Bakewell. Yeah. Sorry, well, the Bakewell. Well, well, can I tell you something, honestly? <laughs> I have it in me gnashers here, and mm. it's rude to speak with your mouth full, but I'm a devil for this at times. Mm. If you said to me, and I'd yeah. put that down in a taste test, I would not have said to you that that does not include any meat whatsoever. Yeah, the funny thing, the, you, um, you know, know you were like saying... I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. Sure, I would not you? know. Yeah, hey, I'm going to have another bite of it. You know, they, they, Most people there's been quite a lot of interviews on, on the TV on the back of uh, Veganuary, and um, th- they did this thing on, on English TV where they had uh, a meat um, steak bake, I think it's called, mm. and a vegan one. Mm. And one woman said, um, oh, this has definitely got to be the vegan one because it's tasteless, mm. and that ended up being the meat one. So, you know, a lot of people, you know, if they do kind of these so-called blind tests, they, they can't really tell oh, the difference. Well, I have to say, I wouldn't. And that came from Apple Green, didn't it, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah Apple Green. Really nice, I have to say. Mm. I'm going to finish that one. The, the staff are saying that they're, 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 they're selling out. In fact, yeah. the, guy, the guy this morning when we bought that, he said that they're selling about 24 an hour. Yeah. And um, we went to another one, and they said that all the people from the construction sites transferred to this because they're... they're <laughs> They're more filling. <laughs> they do. They, they said that. Yeah. Yeah. Pat Short may re-record the song "The Breakfast Roll." Yeah, the Veganuary Roll. There's yeah. a new song, Pat, for you there. If you get this podcast or listen to us at some time, there's something big in this for you, yeah. and it's certainly heading. In it's that, all happening, folks. That direction. <laughs> Look, it's not the outlandish. I have to say this idea it was. I come back to that where we started this conversation today. Uh, 
you, you mentioned the EU and the farmers and everything like that. You're out and about yourselves. You're meeting people. You know, mm. how how quickly do you see this wheel turning? You know, even more. Well, that, that's an unknown, isn't it? But, I mean, going back to the pioneers thing, when I give my talks about the pioneers, I said that, you know, if you look at their values, and, you know, their values are fantastic, you know, they're kind of revolutionary values, but you can dismiss them, if you like, as utopian. But now, things are really kind of turning their way. And so it's not as kind of like pie in the sky now as it, as it was. And so all we can do as advocates is hope that that continues, I think. You know, and, and, but in terms of timeline, who knows? I mean, for us, it should have been yesterday, obviously, you know. Yeah. But um, it's going to be some time, and there's lots of things driving it, you know, human health, uh, you know, the environment. We say animal rights, of course, and that's our focus of, of it, you know, because there is a focus and a scope of, of, of veganism, and that's very important. Do you know, know I hear it ringing in my ears, people say, hunter-gatherers, that's what we are. We've always hunted as human beings. Yeah. You know? We don't know that, you see. Do you know, like, people just say that because we're told this, but we really don't know, do you know, like... Um we don't. We don't really have proof. <laughs> <laughs> we, like, we have to say, in fairness, we have as modern, much as we can. You know, yeah. historically, modern academics use the phrase forager now rather than hunter gatherer, mm. and some of them use gatherer hunter as well, because hunter gatherer is actually misnamed, because even in the hunter gathering tribes, the most things that they they consume are vegetable matters, so the hunting is always subservient to the gathering anyway. Mm. So it shouldn't be called hunter-gathering. It's something I mentioned the last time I was on. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's one, of my, one of my bugbears that I always... <laughs> everyone says Don't say that, don't say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but everyone says about the... You know, like we were hunters, yeah, yeah. everyone says But But, 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 but I want to say, I've, I've said it from the very first time I met mm. you, Roger, I've always enjoyed your company and I, I never felt you were someone... And this is one thing that people don't like, it being rammed down the... Yeah throats and yeah. that's not the policy yeah. it's it's convincing isn't it it's mm. it, it's showing it's, it's not good to do that to yeah. people yeah so, sometimes people say that you know you're 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 kind of pushing this down our throats and, and i say you know how many mcdonald's adverts did you yeah. pass mm. to, to come and tell me that you mm. know yeah. i mean you know it's kind of like a, an advertising but we're an education thing we let people come to us they're vegan curious they ask us questions, we answer them. That, that's what, that's a deal, you know, that's what yeah. we do. Yeah. We don't We don't even, like, you know, kind of go up to people and be like, oh, oh, vegan, go vegan. Yeah, you know, yes. We don't do that. We, no, just we, don't, like, we don't give them leaflets, no, we let them take them. They just mm. come over to us. Unlike the crowd that are going to be knocking your doors for the next few weeks until the 8th of February, they'll oh, be shoving right. plenty of leaflets into your hand. <laughs> anyway, still time to go Veganuary if you want to. Where do you find out that information? I just think you'll probably Google Veganuary and it'll be there. It'll be there for yeah. you. Thank you for the sausage rolls. You're welcome. You're I'll welcome. enjoy the rest as well. And thank you for dropping in today. I wish you well, as always. Roger Yates and Jennifer Faust. Thank, thank you. you. Tony Conlon, our motoring man, is with us. Great to have you back with us again, Tony, for Thanks, a brand Joe. new year. But we look back for a second and uh, the figures out just yesterday and an analysis of them of uh, the performance for 2019, the car industry. The big figure is the imports, and they've jumped to record numbers. 113,926 cars imported. Is that trend likely to change with Brexit and other matters? It has changed now. It has changed. The doors have shut, basically, on the imports. Uh, Because the panic there was, that's the real high figure at the end, and in December, November, whatever, because it was announced that the government was introducing the NOx gas and diesels and petrols even, uh, a NOx gas, an additional tax, 
which is very substantial tax Jerry. Have you an example? I have, I have indeed, yeah. Like, uh, we've been speaking about this because it, it, Jerry Murphy uh, from Galway Bay has been very good for me, my colleague and great friend down there, and writes for the Connacht Tribune. And we, we were discussing this and talking about, and the figures, the figures that we melted down were, try to make it simple for the listeners here, it's five euro per milligram per kilometre over 60 milligrams but let's leave that aside then it goes to 15 over 61 to 80 but the big one is over 80 because the amount of cars that will be coming in over 80 would be would have been phenomenal for example a 1.6 focus and i'm not doing no injustice to focus yes. it's just it's a very good selling car yes. it would have 166 uh, milligrams of of nox gas and Anything over eighty in that case is penalised at twenty five euro per 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 nox. So you're looking at an extra costing on top of that VRT and on top of the exchange rate of two thousand seven hundred and thirty five euro. So that's why I'm saying to you, unless your car is going to be extremely clean and new as an import, you're going to pay a hefty premium. And this, as people probably heard and know of, there's so many garages have been so many garages have been caught out by not registering the cars before January and now they're going to have to pay the knocks and so they're, they're going to be something could be bankrupt over OK so that's the situation it's going to cost more because of the knocks to import cars in the new year just on the figures and we'll come back to the knocks in a moment uh, electric cars 1,233 were registered in 2018 it's up to 3,444 now it's a big jump but the numbers are still small it's a big, it's a big jump Jerry. and like there's, there's no one going to say get me into a car and say you're against diesel you're against petrol you're against electricity I've said it here all last year probably the year before I'm going to say it again there's a place for everything but you have to cut your cloth to your measure here and if you look at the Electric cars can be very, very expensive. You're looking at thirty-seven, thirty-eight thousand. Now, Peugeot will come in a bit cheaper with the two weight and that, but that's the general figure at the moment for the Kona and for the Kia Soul that won the Car of the Year awards, uh, the Continental Car of the Year awards. So, <coughs> yes, they're growing in popularity. Are they going to be gone by? Are they going to take over by twenty thirty? I don't think so. And be true for which there's people going to be running for Dal Laird and say to you, that's absolutely stupid. Mm. And then, sorry, Jerry, you will have you will have people in the industry tell you, and 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 uh, senior journalists, political journalists will tell you that Denmark tried this. Once we're in the EU, the French and the Germans won't allow this. They love their diesel cars. Now, we're going to come back to this in a moment because I just want to give a breakdown. Last year, diesel sti- still ruled the roost. 47% of cars sold diesel, 41 petrol, 9 hybrid, 3% electric and 1% plug-in hi- hybrid. You can verify that uh, as regards the NOx, uh, another test done by Mercedes and who else? Well, BMW. Merce- uh, Mercedes was, uh, a Mercedes was taken yes. as an example, a 220D C-Class Mercedes and a BMW 520 Touring, a Ber- Citroën Berlingo, Volkswagen Golf, a Kia Seed and down to a Honda. But let me tell you, with the technology out there, and we did hint at this programme before, there's a very famous uh, British magazine, and again, Jerry and myself were looking at this, and we're, we're not going to mention the magazine, but the fact of the matter is, with the technology, and in a test recently, the Mercedes produced zero knocks. The BMW Touring, which is the estate car version, produced one milligram per kilometre, and the automatic format of that produced only five. The Berlingo only produced seven. The Golf 1.6 TDI only produced 16 and exceed 
uh, sorry, the Kia Seed produced 22. So they're all diesel engines you're talking yes, about and, in those cars. And that's what's, yes, and what's proven here, the fact is, the technology is there. Mercedes said this, Jerry. They said to us three years ago, they spent, they spent 7 billion on the car. They're not twits. They're making the most luxurious cars in the world. They're not fools. And don't think for one moment, this we've been saying all together, there's no use for the undertakers to get ready for the diesel cars. They're not ready. Okay. Um, Let's move on to a couple of models uh, you've been looking at lately. We do want to mention there's a car from the past that uh, was pretty popular and then it just disappeared altogether. The new, the Ford Puma. Now, there's a new Puma, but it's a different concept. A totally different concept. It's more SUV. Believe it or not, it's been taken by the public very generously. There's a lot of pre-book orders gone in there for this car. Prices starting off at 24,465. It will have a one litre petrol engine, the EcoBoost engine. The storage simile is phenomenal in it, 444 litres. And it's uh, a sporty and athletic looking car. It's not like the little Coupe. It's much different than that. And we don't have a photograph, naturally we're on radio. But people Google it or go to your local dealer and see it because it's going to be very interesting. Prices starting at 24,465. That's for. Then you have the ST line and the ST line X with all different types of body kit and uh, extras onto them. So Ford fighting back with that, and then you're going to see more things happen there with Ford with uh, <coughs> with uh, 40, 48 volt technology to to improve hybrid. In other words, they're going to do that. Okay, Peugeot two double o eight, a beautiful car. You've been driving. Yeah, well, we told you about the two o eight before Christmas, and uh, from the twenty fifth of this month, twenty twenty will be known as the year of the rat in China. Now, while we don't call New Year's after dragons, vermins, or animals in this country, I nevertheless wonder if the coming twelve months could be known as the year of the lime. That, that's from a motoring perspective, because from the two o eight and now the two double o eight, which is the SU version. They have a phenomenal range. Let me know they were about that. And what Papus are doing, unlike some companies, they're giving people choice. You can have, you can, it's like Henry Ford with the black years ago, but you can have a 208 or 2008 in petrol, in diesel or electric format. Mm. Now, we're speaking about 208 here. The 208, that's the little hatchback, super mini. That's out in the showrooms now. That's there. Okay. The 208, yes. the SUV, is starting off in diesel first this month. Then you will have the petrol. Then you will have the electric come about May. And that's going to be a very, very interesting car. Beautiful looking car. Absolutely stunning. And lovely to drive. You've had it, experienced it. I've experienced it. The whole new thing about, like, talk about technology, that 3D cockpit puts other cars in the shade. It's like the Mercedes I might get a chance to tell you about with its advanced cockpit. The engines, the engines are proven the smallest engine now will be 100 brake horsepower petrol. petrol version and uh, gone up from 82. It is bigger and everything than its predecessor and has substance about it. Do you know what it could do, Jerry? It could bite away a little bit at the 3008. That's the bigger version because you could really live with this car. Really okay. okay, Renault, uh, their e-tech plug-in hybrid. What about this car? Yes, the Re- and Renault are gone to... Uh, they're going hybrid with the with the Captur. They're going hybrid with the with the Clio, and the plug-in. That's the kind of the, the best of both worlds. You have the hybrid. You have about fifty, sixty kilometers or whatever on it, and then of course to have the new Captur prices starting at twenty-one, a five or short at twenty-two grand starting that. So they produced and showed these cars at the recent Brussels Motor Show. Okay. So you can expect. 
every page you're going to open, you're going to see every car company are going to offer everything they possibly can. And it's all for sales and it's all to appeal to the changes that are happening in climate and everything. Mm. There's going to be room there for everything, believe me, for the and, moment. And Renault making uh, waves again. Remember we, you and I, many years ago, the yes. first of the electric, the, the big battery and the yes. build. Which of the Renaults was that? Fluence, was it? Yeah, the Fluence. Fluence. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. Us, uh, us looking at that at the time. <coughs> By God, it's moved on an awful lot uh, since then. You mentioned the Mercedes-Benz CLA. You are over the moon with this car. You, you yeah, well, Would it be akin to, to flying to the moon on a, on a craft? Well, look, look the, way, the way I kind of looked upon it was... Uh, if I was a jeweller and the Mercedes-Benz was a watch, probably the first thing I'd do is remove the back to count the number of jewels that are made up in this masterpiece. But you don't have to take the back off. You don't have to use that little magnifying glass, the lobe that, that watchmakers make and everything to see the jewels. The jewels are everywhere in this car. If you look at the front of it, the grill should be, you'd nearly find a high street shop window in the jeweler's shop window I should say it's full of studs and diamonds and that glorious star and then if you look at the seats that you absolutely your body hugs into or they hug your body and then if you look at the dash the big long high tech dash that cowl unit is gone so look there's an awful lot there to like about the Mercedes uh, the fact being people did not believe when they asked me what engine is it it was a 1.3 Petra which derives from Renault family and it was quite capable 163 uh, brake horsepower and for Wow. two or three miles per gallon very capable car stunning looking car the previous one five six years ago was launched it was a style icon do you know this is do you know the way Hamilton takes the steering wheel off his Formula 1 car yes the steering wheel is so magic in this car this is another jewel that if you could just clip it and bring it in for safekeeping when you're finished driving it because you will never ever tire of hugging that steering wheel it is an absolute stunning beauty I've never seen you waxing so lyrical and you have waxed lyrical about many cars but the young Tony Conlon is here today and he's just sat into his dream. Look, we're, we're tight for time today. Just before you go, the Sanyong Corando. This looks like a beautiful car. Yes, well, they're back. They were, they were playing second fiddle. They've a new distributor. They're back, they're back in business in Ireland called Sanyong Automotive Ireland. The Corano is a new vehicle. It can stand there beside the competition very simply. Uh, the one thing I didn't like about it, only one thing, now, they could contradict me say this was only a test version but when I opened the boot I didn't see a spare wheel and the Irish Paddy loves a spare wheel there's no doubt at all about we it do, that bottle of glue is not worth a damn lads not worth a damn <laughs> so uh, it has a 1.6 petrol a 1.6 diesel engine and prices start at 24495 Okay, listen, Tony, I think we're going to leave it there for today because we have another phone call to make. Do you want to stick them headphones on you there? Have you ever been while you're with me? Have you ever been to the Middle East? Like you've travelled a lot <laughs> of test yeah, cars, yeah, yeah. have you? Yeah yeah, 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 so you've been out there driving yeah, as well. Yeah. God, this man has been everywhere all over the world. Anyway, let's see who is on the line or who is joining us now on Late Lunch. It's ringing. It's ringing. Fly me to the moon. Oh, oh no! I don't... Oh, God almighty. Wait until I tell you. Oh, why did you sing that one word at the end? Tony Conlon. I'm singing it every day. You had to sing Fly Me to Dubai. I can't put you through. Who am I talking to? To Debbie and Dilly. Oh, Debbie, 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 what happened? How did you get from Dubai to the moon in a bar? <laughs> oh, I can't believe it. I've been listening all the time. I can't believe it either. Oh, I'm just devastated for you. I really am. I just can't. 
believe we thought we had you and then you're on the moon instead of the Middle East. I know there's similarities in the landscape but holy God almighty it's a different planet. Debbie, thanks for taking our call. I'm sorry. Thank I'm you. sorry. Best no wishes. Worries. Take care yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Tony Conlon, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Oh, well, you cook up to the Mitsubishi garage because <laughs> I have an opening there looking at the new hybrids and all that because, <laughs> I don't know, just go out there and get some of the same Jerry's. I like it. <laughs> well, there you have it. Anyway, folks, we'll be back to it tomorrow. Fly me to Dubai. Please sing it when the phone rings tomorrow and it could be you. At the moment, Jerome's in the box seat. We have one man who sang it for us over two days. Come on, it's midweek tomorrow. We're going to get a few through tomorrow, aren't we? Anyway, thanks to Tony and everybody who joined us today. Uh, Eddie's up next with The Drive. See you tomorrow, Wednesday, half one. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. We want you to challenge us for the best deal on a new Renault or Dacia in 2020. You can now inquire at blackstonemotors.ie. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.